The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We're catching up with a newbie on the ASX today, Cosmo Metals. Code is CMO, listed on January 31 through an IPO that raised $5 million. And it has advanced copper, nickel, cobalt, and perhaps PGE projects in the Yamana area, which is about 130 kilometres east of Laverton in WA. Now, as I said, they are advanced. This is not uh, moose pasture stuff because these projects have uh, probably had more than $6 million or so spent on them in recent years by Great Boulder Resources, which uh, spun Cosmo off onto the market so it could focus on its gold interests. Now, it brings us up to speed with what this lightly capitalised group is, and I'll just mention there, it's trading at 19.5 cents for a market cap of sub $10 million. So if you're looking for a, a leverage play in the space where We've got super hot copper, nickel, cobalt prices. This might well be the one. So to bring us up to speed with it all, we have the managing director with us today, James Mary Lees. James, how are you? Yeah, good day, Barry. Thanks for having me along. Okay, James. Now I've uh, mentioned in the little snapshot there a bit of the corporate history, but what about yourself? Can you uh, give listeners who uh, you're obviously well known in the mining scene there, but uh, can you give listeners a bit of a professional snapshot of yourself up to date? Yeah, thanks, Barry. Um, I'm, a, I'm a geologist by training and been in the industry or been in the exploration industry for around 25 years, but really you know, started off an interest in geology back back in the 80s when I was uh, doing a, a commerce degree. So I came at things a little bit the wrong way around, I guess, for most uh, geologists in the, in the MD space and was lucky enough to work with some small brokerage houses that had very strong junior exploration portfolios, analysts, etc. And it really ignited an interest in exploration and led to me going back to uni, studying geology and, and was lucky enough to come out at a time when the big companies were still still had graduate programs and still had big exploration projects. And I was with BHP at that point for a bit over 10 years and was, again, lucky to be exposed to not only some great projects, but some amazing people you know, in, the, in the shadow of the discoveries at Kennington, Akati and a number of others. And, and that really cut my teeth, I suppose you'd say, to, to get out into the junior space and um, combine some of those, those um, experiences, both in the corporate as well as in the um, exploration space. And my passion is really about greenfields exploration and discovering things. And, and that, that really led in a, in a roundabout way to, to where I am today with, with Cosmo and the, and the opportunity to, to explore a, a, what I think is a really underexplored belt for base metals one that's seen a lot of success recently with Gold Road at Gruyere, which is only 20 kilometres to the east of our Yamana projects. And, and that, that uh, discovery of Gruyere really, to me, forms a, a roadmap of how a junior explorer can be successful in a, what was an unloved and, and previously unrecognised gold belt. Um, and in our case, I think uh, the base metals potential, whilst there's been some success, as you pointed out, at, at, uh, with Great Boulder and a number of other companies in the belt, I think the surface has been lightly scratched and the opportunity for us and, and for myself is to, to get out and really um, pull this apart. 
build on the on the previous work and and build a what I think is going to be a pretty exciting portfolio of projects out there. Now, Gruyere, of course, I think it's about six point seven million ounces as as we talk. So one of the biggest gold mines in Australia as well. Okay, um, now. The focus here is copper, nickel, cobalt, PGE, but obviously we've just touched on the gold potential. So perhaps we will just focus on the copper, nickel, uh, cobalt initially at uh, the Mount Fen and Eastern Mafic projects. Uh, you've just announced a start of a maiden uh, drilling program. What's the uh, what's the plan there? Yeah, Barry. No, exactly. The focus is on on copper, nickel, cobalt, and and yeah, the portfolio has. The advanced project at Mount Venn, which I think is really resource ready or, or, or nearabouts, and then Eastern Mafic, where a number of EM surveys have been conducted, anomalies have been drilled, mineralisation has been discovered, but you know, a number of targets have been lightly tested and a number of follow-up holes are planned. So really, really, when you say Maiden RC, and I know we announced it as a Maiden program, we... we uh, Pre-IPO, we, we got out there under the Great Boulder umbrella, our, our our precursor or the, the company that vended the projects into Cosmo and drilled six RC holes at Mount Fen, really to give us some news flow post-IPO, but to test a number of um, a number of targets in, in that advanced project and, and came up with some of the highest grade copper hits. In fact, I think the highest grade copper hits that had ever been done at Mount Fen with, you know, I think they were over 46 metres at 0.8% copper as an overall intersection with within which there were a number of pretty broad more than 10 metres at over a percent copper. So that was quite an exciting development. But the, the current program, the 3,000 metre RC program we've just announced, majority of it is in around that Mount Venn area, infilling some of those high-grade hits, extending the mineralisation with a view to, to announcing a maiden, well, it's called an exploration target, the, the sort of precursor to a resource, but yeah, no question uh, some of that mineralisation will fit in a resource category. And we're working with NTEC here in Perth, a, a well-known resource consultancy, to, to um, build that build that target up. We're also taking the opportunity while we're out at, at Mount Venn to drill test a number of those Eastern Mafic targets, including Anomaly 13, where, where previous drilling hit a, had a metre over 3% copper in, in one of those holes that that hasn't been followed up. And um, again, in terms of talking to some of the groups we're working with, New Exco, well-known geophysical consultancy here in Perth and, and people that I've worked with quite a bit over the last 10 or 15 years have, have identified a number of targets there. So the upshot of all that is the 3000 metre RC program, the drill rig's spinning right now. Um, I think they'd, as of last night, they'd, hit, they'd drilled the first 110 odd metres out there on those Eastern Mafic targets before moving on to Mount Venn. So quite a bit of news flow coming out over the next couple of couple of weeks. So that program will take, what, three or four weeks to complete? Yeah. Oh, Barry, let's, um, inshallah, I think I'd say to that. But, yes, um, three to four weeks. And, yeah, the nice thing is there has been, yeah, you mentioned there's, it's not moose pasture. There'd been, I think, about 13-odd thousand metres drilled in Mount Venn by Great Boulder to date, which is a great sort of start to build on. And yeah, three to four weeks to, to finish that program. And then, yeah, let's call it um, four to six weeks after that for results. But we'll have visual visual results in the meantime that we can announce. Eastern Mafic's about seven kilometres southeast uh, from Mount Finn. And you mentioned that particularly high-grade copper hit there. Is, there. is there a difference? Are we talking about the same rocks, the same system? Or? The short answer is yes. Um, there's no no question there's a change in the geochemistry. And one of the things we see at Mount Venn is, is copper-nickel system with, with very few P 
PGE or, or precious metal credits. At Eastern Mafic, on the other hand, we get um, we get some platinum group elements, the PGEs, with along with the copper and nickel, um, in, and and higher grade nickel grades compared to Mount Venn. I mean, what we're seeing at Mount Venn and between Mount Venn and Eastern Mafic, I should say, there's uh, paleo channels, so some deeper cover through there that we don't really have a good feeling for what's happening between the two. Eastern Mafic and Mount Venn, the exploration models. The same. It's a, a Mafic intrusive into into the greenstones there that we're we're targeting, and yeah, different mineral chemistry, so potentially different different processes. And I think that's quite an important distinction to make with these PGEs, showing a a more in, a fluid system, more more fluids flowing, potentially um, uh, targeting some high grade necks or bottlenecks in that in that structural zone that um, have potential to, to host large accumulations of base metals. Seems to be an emerging uh, province, for want of a better expression, but uh, apparently uh, blessed with uh, electromagnetic targeting, uh, uh, identifying sulphide positions. So apparently every hole that's been drilled hits sulphide. Is that correct? That's right, Barry. Um, yeah, EM's a, a, a wicked mistress, I suppose is how I view it. Yeah, lots of false positives in, in many other belts. Hot water, for example, graphite or, or sediments with graphite in it are all conductive and, and can lure you off into unproductive drilling. At Mount, Mount Van and Eastern Mafic, in both cases, every hole that's been drilled has been uh, mineralised with, with massive sulphides. Um, the trick is we're, we're not just looking for massive sulphides. We want to see massive sulphides with copper and nickel. So that's the challenge for us is discriminating those with, with pyrotite, which is an iron sulphide uh, and, and a strong conductor from the chalcopyrite pentlandite, which aren't, aren't so strong. And I mentioned UXCO before. Um, yeah, these guys are, I think, some of the best in the business of understanding EM and, and not just as a, as a geophysical black box tool, but incorporating geology, understanding some of the mineral processes that are key to, to being successful. Um, that you know, I could name a number of uh, discoveries they've been associated with, um, Sirius Nova, uh, Sandfire de Grusa and, and numerous others. And, yeah, I'm really lucky that we've been able to get those guys in, involved. And aside from the personal relationship, I think they're just excited about the fact that there is this this relatively blank canvas to work with, with a great data set to, to start with. And just, uh, again, going to the point that these are quite a well, Mount Venn, particularly quite advanced projects. And you mentioned the expiration targets, stock exchange compliant. You just can't make these things up. But I guess at this stage, does that give us a feel that we're actually talking about a large-scale opportunity here? We're not talking about a little pod at the moment. The short answer is I don't really know. I mean, this is the whole purpose of the program. What What is economic out in this part of the world? You mentioned where, where we are relative to Laverton. appears to be quite a remote part of the world, but yeah, I was on site a couple of weeks ago and you feel like you're um, in a mining camp. There's yeah, not only grey air on our front doorstep with their high-voltage power lines, their bore field, um, their, their haulage roads all running, if not through our tenement, basically adjacent to our tenement. Um, you march out another 420 kilometres, you've got uh, Oz Minerals out in the West Musgraves there with their Nebo Babel copper nickel uh, project and yeah, they believe that off the top of my head, I think it's about 350 million tonnes at 0.3% nickel, 0.3% copper, that in a, an extremely remote location that that's economic. So really what I'm trying to do is is put together the, the parts of the jigsaw that, that show to investors, show to, um, show to us what 
could be could be economic, what could be at Mount Venn, and then what we need to 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 support a, an economic development out there. Bearing in mind that, you know, as you say, Mount Venn is the more advanced, but any number of the Eastern Mafic, uh, the the Winchester project we haven't talked about, we haven't mentioned the the new tenement that we've just been granted at Mount Venn North, which opens up another seven plus strike kilometres of, of that belt to us with, you know, in that case, the, the highest grade nickel hit in the entire belt that hasn't been followed up. So so that's sort of the 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 the, the, the thematic that we're looking at. Um, yeah, Great Boulder, who were the previous owners of the project, did some MET testing on, on Mount Venn, some limited work on, I think it was about a half tonne diamond core sample that showed they could produce a, 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 a saleable copper, nickel, cobalt, or three separate concentrates with a 90% recovery. Now, look, they're, they're really early um, test early test work, but that's all part of the things that we're looking at to give us encouragement to, to progress this project to a development. Yeah, just on that infrastructure, looking at the map here, you can see the the power line to uh, Gruyere and a gas pipeline and the White Cliffs Road all virtually cutting through your tenement area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say they're they're at our front door, but they're actually front door and out the back door, really. Um, yeah, Gruyere is what twenty kilometres to the east. Uh, the Yamana camp, which is the exploration camp for for Gold Road, is is even closer. There's an airstrip at Yamana. There's a yeah five hundred man camp at Gruyere with a airstrip that lands jets on there so to say it's remote does it a bit of a disservice um and i think really adds to to the color of the project and and what what could be out there so i mentioned gruyere there the i think you're actually off the yamana shear there but is there gold potential on the properties yeah look there, there certainly is and i think that's been under underdone as well yeah when you say we're off the yamana shear I, I guess that is open to interpretation i mean the yamana shear is considered the the boundary between the the burtville and the yamana terrain a major crustal boundary and and they're the kind of locations you want to be for for base metals and and yeah you can only you can point to julemar the the chalice discovery is a a great example of of that yeah, I've had a, a good look at that data, and I, I think you know, typical geologists, we can we can argue till to a blue in the face where the exact location of that shear is, but certainly major structures running up through us, and yeah, the, I mentioned that um, high grade nickel hole at uh, Mount Venn North, well, that's got 0.6 grams gold in it. Yeah, that that's never been explored. For that belt's part of the belt's never been explored for gold, and I'd also add just on on Gruyere, um, we're lucky enough to have on the board Ziggy Lubinecki, who's, uh, I, I call him the godfather of uh, the Yamana Belt. I mean, I don't know what he, whether he'd call himself that, but he, he was sort of integral to the discovery of Gruyere and really the uh, the, the exploration story there. So, I, I mean, having Ziggy involved, uh, we're, we're tapping into other other guys that were involved in that discovery that that really helped me as a as a MD and, and as an explorer work out those those steps that are critical to, to be successful as a junior explorer. So, yeah, we've, we've got more than one string to our bow in terms of the, the advanced project at Mount Venn, the drill-ready targets at Eastern Mafic, but an entire belt. I think we've got over 500 square k's of ground there that I think have been lightly dusted for, for both base metals and gold, and, you know, we'll keep a weather eye out for, for other potential as well. Um, uh, certainly, there's potential for uranium and, and lithium and, and vanadium in that belt too. 
Um, just talking about the regional potential, I guess uh, we should talk about the Winchester project, northwest of uh, Mount Venn. Historic hit of seven metres at 1.1% copper. What's the story with Winchester? Yeah, that's um, that's a really interesting project, Barry. It's a, a joint venture with an ASX company, Osgold. Cosmo Metals has 75% and we're operators of that. The the interesting thing about Winchester, again, a, a, an EM discovery, so a, an airborne VTEM survey was flown. Uh, a number of those bullseyes were tested, and with Winchester being the most successful of those, with as you say, the seven metres at over a percent copper. But importantly, there you've got uh, 0.1 plus 1.1 grams PGEs, 0.1 or 0.2 grams gold, and that and that's a potential game changer. You know, having those those precious metals credits with the base metals um, can be a really you know important uh, add-on or co co-product for any development. As you mentioned, it's only 20 k's up the road. In fact, we, we're drilling programs up there, which will be announced over the over the coming six months. We'd, we'd probably base ourselves out of Mount Venn and, and drive up there. It's a relatively straightforward uh, project to get to. Yeah, so so there's yeah, a number of a number of targets there. Winchester itself, which I think if you you see in our presentation, has has untested potential down dip, along strike, etc., uh, and a number of other. Let's call them uh, bullseye EM targets that have have either been lightly or, or untested. So, so yeah, that's that's certainly um, uh, the next the next cab off the rank in the in the testing testing um, pipeline. I mentioned it in the opening. Uh, there's no bit of time to be looking for this uh, this magic mix of metals. Copper at around four seventy a pound. Uh, nickel, well, take your pick. <laughs> certainly well north of ten dollars a pound. Cobalt storming back. Um, nicely timed. Yeah, look, that's, that's right. Well, I think that's um, serendipitous and, and you can't pick your timing. I think if we make a discovery of, of note, it wouldn't matter what the net metal prices are. You know, the, as you mentioned, our market cap at $10 million, over $4 million in the bank, our 50 million shares on issue with, with 25 million of those held by Great Boulder. You know, they're, they're our, our major shareholder with the, the rest of the register being, um, you know, a, a pretty much a reflection of the Great Boulder register, I guess. So, to, to coin the cliche, you've already done the leverage to to any success out there, and um, yeah, may the may the nickel and co- copper gods continue to shine on. Mm. The, I'm not sure whether. Well, I think we're all aware this this week that we're talking. There were, I think there were three uh, lightly capitalised uh, copper explorers on the ASX at very early stage projects, and uh, have been posting you know 100% share price gains uh, on the back of. Um, visual results with essays to come. So the, the market seems to be uh, very much in tune with what's going on in the, the base metals uh, space at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely that's right. And I, was, I followed, obviously, for those stories and I can only say that I think we've got better projects than a couple of those. Um, you know, we've got some, some of those intersections I mentioned, you know, just the ones before Christmas with 46 metres at 0.8% copper. That's, uh, yeah, and relatively shallow in a, and most of that exploration has, has been done uh, shallower than 250 metres. In fact, it focused really on open pitable um, targets. So, so, yeah, the challenge for us is to to get out, build the story. You know, we're only fresh, freshly minted. Um, uh, our newbie, as you say, been out since 31st of Jan and, um, you know, rig spinning, uh, some really exciting targets to chase and some news flow to come. So a good time to be in Cosmo. Okay, James, a very interesting story. A region, a province there to uh, perhaps in the emerging 
with uh, a lightly capitalised junior uh, drilling as we speak. So we'll just finish up there, but uh, I will get you just to give investors a quick snapshot of what they should be looking out for in the coming months. Yeah, obviously uh, with the, the drill program at Yamana, the 3,000 metre RC program, at, uh, focused on Mount Venn, so working with Entech, a, a well-respected resource consultancy to, to produce an exploration target and or a resource, um, which will be on the back of those results or incorporate those results. And also, the, uh, the obviously, the targets at Eastern Mayfix. So that, that'll be the key key bits of news flow to look out for. But in the background and, and, and announcing as well, access to Mount Venn North, so opening up that belt, as well as um, you know, the targets that we'll, we'll announce at Winchester. Yeah, and we've also we haven't we've only touched on on the Yamana area. We've also picked up pre-IPO some ground in the wheat belt of Western Australia. So there's sort of bullseye copper nickel targets, and I think a testament or, or certainly talk to the the technical uh, expertise of the team that we've got. Yeah, I mentioned guys that have been involved with the Gruyere discovery, with with other major base metals discoveries, and that and that's really what gets my juices flowing and, and where I see the. Uh, the upside, and with the, with the capital structure as we've got, you know, any results are going to be are going to be good for shareholders. Alrighty, James. Well, thanks for your time today. Very interesting story. Uh, wish you uh, the best of luck with it all, and we'll be watching with interest. Thanks. Thanks very much, Barry. Cheers.